This time on the Magic Kitchen Podcast, we talk about magical burnout. I'm Leandra Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen Podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. Elise and I value you as a dedicated listener. And to all of our dedicated listeners, we are offering a unique class bundle. This bundle will include all of the classes that Elise and I offer, and it's exclusive to you, our valuable listeners. You can find the link to this bundle in the show description. Magical burnout happens to the best of us. And sometimes it happens when We are working too hard in the spiritual Mm. world, and that might mean we're expecting too much of ourselves in our daily rituals. We're showing up for multiple events every month. We are looking to expand what we're doing and make new connections and kind of stretching ourselves thin in the magical world. And sometimes this also, on the complete flip side, it can manifest as us not doing anything magical at all. We feel so burnt out from the spiritual that we actually can't even get ourselves to light that candle or even light that stick of incense. Mm. Even though we know that a simple stick of incense is going to help us and make us feel better. We just, yep, we're burnt out. Like we can't, we can't do it. Can't. Yeah. Even, even meditation becomes a chore instead of something that's rejuvenating and relaxing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I resonate with this right now because I'm hitting that magical burnout. You know, we've been doing tons of stuff in the shop and online with the classes, at live events, that sort of thing. And it, it's also that time of year where you know, there's so much happening. You want to be part of it all, but you can't. You're only one person. Mm-hmm. I know some people thrive in that kind of environment where it's go, 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 constantly go, go, go. I do not. <laughs> We're here in the middle of the summer. We're coming out of Litha, and we have find ourselves really interacting with people a lot. Even mm. when it's just yes. about going outside, everybody else is going outside too. It's a beautiful time of year yes. in the Northern Hemisphere. So there's yeah. a lot of pressure to be more social that, you know, <laughs> we miss it sometimes in the darker months, but that burns us out too, being around too many yeah. people. Well, and not just that, was a lot of us are coming out of like COVID. You know, we're we're finally yeah. We have the herd vaccination, the herd immunity, and so things are opening up. There's more outdoor events. There's more just events in general. I know I've seen a lot of things open up this year, and it's wonderful. Like, hey, let's get in on it. Let's do this. I'm I'm tired of being at home. I'm tired of not seeing people. I'm tired of not going and listening to this band play or. Um, going to the festival that I missed last year because it was canceled, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it that's great. And sometimes those things can help rejuvenate you or just completely destroy your energy. <laughs> yeah. And our muscle memory isn't there like we might think it is to be that social again. 
Like yeah, I yeah. used to go to an event once a weekend. Like in that, that to me oh. was like, oh, it's chill. Like I'll go out on a Saturday and yep. do something. But now even yep. if a friend yeah. says, let's Mm-mm. go for coffee for an hour, like I'm ready to come home and put my pajamas <laughs> on and like yeah. be alone. Like, <laughs> Oh, you're speaking, you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I go back and forth. I'm like, is it just a new phase of my life? Is it because, you know, I, I live in Greece and Greek isn't my first language. So I'm still like, is that harder? Like, but no, honestly, it was the same yeah. way when I was yep. coming out of COVID before we moved here. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's been a couple I, of years. I don't know. Uh, freaking pajamas, man. They're awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Leggings. Yep. Leggings, sweatpants. Yes. All of that. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> well, and I think one of the, um, the biggest ways to prevent burnout is to know your limits. So when when you are doing, doing, doing all magical things, you're doing your daily rituals, you're doing rituals with groups, you're attending magical events, book clubs, participating in, you know, just anything magical, you've got to know your limits in that. Like, where are you willing to stop and how much energy are you willing to express or, or give to other people in these events and in these public um, venues and that sort of thing? The only example I can give is from my personal experience, and that's with our coven. So we have a coven. We we have other members in the coven. Aaron, Stacy, and I run it together. And now we're at a point, where, which I'm excited for this point because it really takes a lot of pressure off of us, is – where the other members of the group have been practicing with us long enough, they are now able to take over and do the the back work that requires, you know, meetings to happen and Sabbaths to be celebrated, that sort of thing. Mm, so yeah. we are we finally said, you know, hey, if nobody else plans anything, we're not doing anything. Because for up until this point, it's been the coven relying on the three of us to think of everything, to plan everything, to initiate everything. And that stops now. So that's one of those boundaries I set for ourselves. And we all looked at each other and go, Whoa, (laughs) we need this because we've been doing everything up to this point. And it's, it's exhausting to have that expectation constantly placed on, on one or two people for the whole when witchcraft really is a very interactive practice there's no idle practicing here you can't be idle you can't sit in a pew like you would in church Mm -hmm. and get the same benefits you have to participate you have to show up you have to be present and for me that's it that's part of my self-care is expecting others to also be present and to take ownership in it and that's always been something that we were very clear about is that there's going to be a point where you're leading. We're not leading anymore. We're just supervising. Yeah. And that's where we're at. So that's one example of where you have to know your limits. Like at one point, do you just say, nope, it's n- not my turn anymore. <laughs> it's your turn now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Setting those healthy boundaries and also not over committing yourself because I yes, I don't have this mm. problem as much anymore. I learned my lesson, but I used to especially in my happy phases of like, you know what? I'm really feeling social today. You know, I would like buy a ticket to an event on a Sunday and tell my friend we can get a coffee on a Saturday and go out to dinner on a Friday. And now my, that weekend is exhausting and that Monday is terrible. So yeah, 
you know, trying to say no to things, knowing what things mm. are okay to say no to. There's some things that yes. you have to push yourself to go to. If it's a festival that happens once a year and you wake up that day mm. and you're like, oh, I don't really feel, but you know that once you get there, it's going to be rejuvenating. Yeah. That's different. Yes. But I, that is different. I know overcommitment is a big part of what causes my burnout as well. And I've oh, even yeah. had to say oh, no yeah. to some of my own pursuits. Like I, I travel a lot. And when I travel a mm-hmm. lot, I feel very energized while I'm on that trip. And I do very intense <laughs> traveling. Like some, some yeah, people who've traveled with me are like, this isn't vacation. I'm like, no, it's not. This is learning. <laughs> we are learning right now. Like I do no less. We are less. experiencing. <laughs> exactly. We are experiencing. And I will do no less than 20,000 steps a day. I will usually wow. see five to 10 things in my day. I, If I know things start to nice. open up around 8 a.m., I am out there Ooh. by 8 a.m. I skip meals. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a really extra traveler because I just, I really want this like super immersive experience. And okay, now I'm rethinking my visit to Greece. <laughs> no, I won't do that to everybody else. But like when I know like, okay, I might never get the chance to go back to this city. I get very yeah. in my head about needing to enjoy that. And I do. Gotcha. And I have, that's mm. how I enjoy things. It's like this manic yeah. expression of exploration and i love it it's really fun but then when i get back i usually have this like carryover energy where i stay that way Mm. for a couple of days but then i crash like yes once i've written down all the meditations and i've saved them all to my uh you know my evernote that i use to store my texts and (laughs) i have my footage backed up and i know the youtube channel is set i'm like all right now I do nothing Done. and I will spend a whole yeah. day doing nothing. Like I, I'll try to not even really use social media. I'll try to just mm. maybe take a walk. Like there's a couple of short walks I'll do around here that like don't even really count. They're like 600 yeah. steps, <laughs> but it's just like a moment in nature kind of thing. But honestly, yeah. I'll just be a vegetable. I'll sit on my couch. I'll order takeout. Yeah. And I'll do that for a day. Definitely. And then I'm, yeah. I'm back. So that was a good example of like when you hit burnout, like how to take care of yourself and how to get yourself through it. But I think sometimes we also really need to focus on stopping before we hit that burnout, knowing that threshold, knowing our limits before we hit burnout and just throw our hands up, especially when it comes to like community events. Mm -hmm. And if you're a leader in it or if you're initiating anything, planning anything, there's that point that you hit where you're just freaking done and you're ready to walk away from it all and never do it again because it's be- it's become so intensive and so taxing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is really important in the magical community to think about. Like if if you are doing something magical every single day that's intensive, you're eventually going to go, "Whoa. What am I doing?" Yeah. And you're spreading yourself way too thin, which is making your magic a lot less effective. Especially if you're trying to manifest like one thing and you're working every single day towards that, but you're doing something intense every day to help manifest that. Eventually, that energy that you are expending is going to become ineffective because you are giving too much instead of just letting it go and allowing the universe to do what it needs to do. So knowing those limits and knowing where, you know, feeling it in your body, feeling it in your mind and your energy body in all those places, feeling it so that you know, oh crap, okay, I'm I'm 
I'm at that threshold. I need to, instead of lighting the candle, doing the prayer, standing on my head for 10 minutes <laughs> and dressing in, in gold lame or whatever it is you do, <laughs> you know, you just light the candle and you just say the prayer type thing. So you can totally pull back and still mm-hmm. have it be meaningful. And I, I, I've been saying this for a while now. My goal in my life is to create a life that I don't need the vacation from. Yeah. Not that it is a constant vacation, but I don't need to take a vacation and get away from it because I'm so burnt out that I can't take it anymore. It's more yeah. about living the life where I'm, I recognize, oh, okay, I'm hitting that threshold. I need to pull back a little bit and having the support systems in place that allow me to do that. And, you know, so far I'm I'm getting there. It's not perfect yet. Nothing is. But I'm I'm at that point where I'm, I'm starting to recognize better where I'm giving too much. And and I do exactly what you do, Elise. I completely disconnect. I disappear. And I do that for a little while and then I'm back and I'm good. Yeah. Seeking Numina is my YouTube channel where I travel the world to the spiritual sites that I find. And I share with you histories, meditations, and ambience videos to really immerse you in the place, even if you can't travel there yourself. And with Seeking Numina, I'm also now offering live in-person spiritual pilgrimages to sites in the Athens area. Go to my website, SeekingNumina.com, for more information on the tours I offer and for my YouTube channel link. You'll find the link in the description below. So some of the red flags you can look for when you're trying to avoid hitting magical burnout is suddenly needing more sleep than usual. And this might go with other things beyond magical burnout, just regular burnout. But I noticed yeah. that I don't not, I'm not an alarm person. Like I usually am fortunate enough that I wake up at the time I need to every day. But sometimes I'll find myself sleeping like an hour later or two Mm. hours later. And if I hit two hours later, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, that's where I start to look at what I have on my agenda for the day and peeling back from it. And I keep a journal. So I will actually affirm in my morning journal. All right, these are the things I need to do, but not today. I'm moving this to this other day. Like I really will. I, I kind of, as a writer, I think I just, I need to actually write that to affirm it with myself. So that might be something that helps. Some people are very visual. So if you have like a to-do list, you can put it on like a board on your wall or on your fridge with magnets and physically move the tasks away so they're they're out of your frame of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think burnout also comes from the anxiety of needing to do. I think when we feel more ang- yeah. anxious, that is a, a sign that burnout is coming. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. I was just I was just looking at like looking at ways in my head. <laughs> I'm in my head a lot. <laughs> I was looking at it at you know the ways that I know that I'm reaching that threshold and I start feeling resistance. I start feeling maybe resentful of what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Um like especially if it's not resu- like I'm a very results oriented person and that doesn't necessarily mean like financially or anything like that. But if I notice that like maybe there's not much 
many people responding to what I put out there or, um, you know, like if, if I organize a group and nobody shows up, those kinds of things really become discouraging. Mm-hmm. So when you find yourself trying, trying, trying and nobody's showing up or they're only half showing up or um, they just don't seem to have any any enthusiasm for what you're offering, especially if it's for free, because I think that's where a lot of people forget that um, free doesn't mean it's un, it, it's it has no value. Just means mm-hmm. somebody's doing something nice, and we should appreciate that. And I know a lot of the things we do in the community are for free. And when people don't show up for that, you're like, well, why bother? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a big thing, especially in our culture. Like, if you're not paying for it, then it somehow you devalue it. Mm-hmm. And and the person trying to organize that and trying to offer that, they're still putting in a lot of effort. So they're still paying something into it. Mm-hmm. And so the exchange of energy has to be there. And magically, that is incredibly important. That exchange has to be there, which, you know, when you feel anxious, when you have that discord or that resentment towards something, that's a, a really clear red flag that you're not getting out of it what you're putting into it. And that can, you know, absolutely lead you to throw your arms up and say, okay, I'm done. If yeah. nobody's appreciating it, then why bother? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And noticing the energy exchange not being there is also its yeah. own red flag because we might be yes. thinking, oh, well, I'll be patient. I'll keep waiting. Yeah. People will be interested. Yes. I'll just, yeah. I'll make another event. I'll do more. Right. And that right. I'll is going to lead to that resentment and to that, yes. that quitting or that sense of failure yep. that we have. Yeah, because doing more doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's going to show up for you. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it seems like lately since we've come more out of into the summer, there's a lot of that happening where people just aren't showing up for things, and it does have me questioning a lot of like, well, why am I doing this if nobody cares? Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where you evaluating yourself is a form of self-care. Evaluating what you do is a form of self-care. So in light of those red flags, you have to take care of your energy. So if you're planning this, you know, magical bonfire and you've gathered all the wood and you've planned everything, you've put it on Facebook and you had people interested in it, but nobody shows up. Why did you bother to do that? I mean, yeah, you could turn it around and just make it for yourself at that point. So why not just do that anyway? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Those are the and, kind of resentful things, yeah. And sometimes the burnout doesn't come from what we think it comes from. Like sometimes we think that we are causing it because, you know, well, I just have anxiety, so I'm more anxious all the time. Or sure. I have this thing going on, you know, I'm trying to sell my house and it's not going the way I thought uh, it would. But really yeah. like that thing would be more manageable if you didn't have this burnout on the other side. Yes. So – that's something to be aware of too. Like sometimes we place the blame in the wrong place or we try to yes. correct where it doesn't actually need the correcting. Yeah. Not to mention and, external. And making, sometimes we want to blame yeah. our partners or our children or our boss. Or, yeah. And it, or circumstances. Maybe it's them, but maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> well, and, and the whole um, idea of you have to get something out of it in order to make it worthwhile. And even if we're doing it as a selfless thing, 
we're still getting something out of that. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. We, humans don't do anything without some sort of reward coming out of it, whether it's a, a boost in the ego or monetary boost or a, a goal being achieved. If we're not getting something out of it, then it's really wasted energy. So be mindful of those red flags. Be mindful of where you're wasting your energy, where there's drag. Um, that's another thing that we've been talking about a lot in the shop lately is the like, where do we feel drag? Where do we feel like our efforts are being just ignored or unappreciated? And we're going to and we will consciously start pulling ourselves back in. And that's something we do for each other as a partnership in the, in the symmetry as a collective to really manage each other's energy. So we are being aware of each other. So we're not expecting too much of one another and that we're not giving too much to outside of ourselves that where we can't sustain the important things. And as a magical person, like that's important. So if I don't have the energy every day to light my candle and do my daily rituals, because I'm sitting in the back of my head brooding, thinking, well, what's the freaking point? Nobody cares. Why do I want to do it? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, that's going to be another red flag. Actually, if your magic just stops working, it's not working. Yeah. Then, You're approaching burnout or you are burnt out and are you are. Yeah, you're in the midst of it. And there's definitely something that you need to take a break from. So maybe take a break from your daily rituals. Maybe that's what you need to do. I had a week the other week where I still did my ritual in the morning, but I removed other elements of my morning routine. I stopped using uh, my journal every morning. I did it Mm. every other morning. And then when yep. I added it back in, I actually only did one page. I usually do two pages. I'm just doing, ah. I just did one for like a week. But now I'm back. Like I actually want to do my two pages again. And that's yeah. what you need yeah. to be at with any any yeah. magical or spiritual or personal development practice you have. If you don't actually want to do it, it's not going to help you. And if yeah. your head's not in the right I space think- for a spell, it's not going to work. And I think there is um, this misconception that we have to go, 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 do, 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 be productive, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle all the time in order to be effective. That's not true at all. Take Again, go to nature. And I've said this probably a dozen times throughout our episodes and, and everything that I, I teach. And the one source of education that is going to benefit us always is going back to nature and looking at how nature handles things Mm -hmm. when nature is tired and nature needs to go within and and reserve its energy we call that winter Mm -hmm. and we all have a winter phase of our projects of our lives of our cycles there's always going to be the time when you're like, whoa, I need to go within and I need to be quiet and I need to stop doing, I need to sleep, I need to nap, I need to nourish myself with food or exercise and do for me instead of doing for everyone else. And Mm -hmm. that's how we rebound is through self-care. Stop doing for others and start taking care of you. You know, take that break. Don't, if you, if meditating is, is, part of where you're feeling resentful or it feels like a chore, take a break from it. If journaling feels like a chore or it's it's something that you just don't have the energy to do, take a break from it. Come back to it. And like you, you did at least like come back to it slowly. Do one page instead of two or, 
you know, do five minutes of meditation instead of 20. Mm-hmm. And you but might find you yourself finding new ways to meditate, for example. Like, yeah, I, yeah. for my birthday, I went to a thermal springs in Greece and Ooh. it's, it's a natural site. It's on the beach. So it's like this hot water coming into these pools. And then the cold sea is right on the other side. And the sea's not oh, usually nice. cold in Greece, but it was it was uh, early <laughs> spring when I went. So gotcha. I found myself sitting there. And then I actually laid down in the pool. And they're almost like personal size when you lay down. So you don't have to worry about like Neat. floating out into the ether. And <laughs> I found myself like really just meditating. I was meditating. Yeah. And I was just in this yeah. like, you know, when you're floating underwater, you can't hear anything. You don't really feel your body. Yeah. Like it was yeah. excellent. It was really safe. And it was, it made me feel safe. Like it was one of those like womb of the mother moments that people talk about in mm. meditation. And you're like, how does that happen? Like it happened. Yeah. Like it was, it was wonderful. And I hadn't meditated before that, like the proper way of sitting down and crossing my legs. I hadn't really done that yeah. <laughs> for weeks because I, I do get in zones with meditation where I'm like, I just, I, I don't have time. That's not true. Yeah. Everybody has time for no. five minutes of we meditation. We always have time. Yeah. But we, we lie to ourselves and we say we don't have time. And we do. We do. I'll be like, oh, I'll meditate after my morning ritual. And I won't. So sure. now I had that experience like floating in the water. Now I'm meditating again and I'm feeling yeah. excited to do it. Like I'm remembering these long meditations I had in the past that were like so moving. And I'm like, oh, I, I want one of those again. Mm. So coming yeah. to it from a new angle. Whatever the thing is that you need that break from is going to help you a lot too. And it might happen spontaneously after a long break. And that's great. Maybe those are some of the best ways to come back to a task. Yeah. And, and really taking that break, it leads us to that new perspective as long as we allow it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, with the hustle mindset, we're always expecting something grand. We're always Mm -hmm. expecting like this miracle to just present itself and you know it's going to come down in a in a shimmering light and go (laughs) oh there it is yeah (laughs) but sometimes the things that we need to focus on are so subtle they're not these big grand displays of miracles you know like our and our prayers and our our spell work is is reciprocated is sometimes in the most subtle ways that we forget to notice it and sometimes just taking a step back and taking a nap, you know, like like a two-year-old who's tired. You can't reason with a two-year-old who needs a nap, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever tried to do it, like it's impossible. But in, in some ways, like we become that two-year-old when we are overstretched. And, you know, we we need that nap, you know, spiritually or actually physically. Maybe we do need a physical nap. You know, it, you know it makes me think of in Men in Black, where I think this is Men in Black two and um, okay tommy lee jones says to will smith he's like you got to trust the pie we're gonna go for a slice of pie so they go for pie (laughs) in the middle of like death and destruction they're like let's go for pie like we're both gonna die if we don't figure out this problem but we have time for a slice of pie pie. will smith's fighting it he's like no we don't have time for pie but he said trust the pie the pie (laughs) so they have their snack and then they figure it out like spontaneously through you know by bite three of this slice of pie so that's trust the pie maybe that's a mantra (laughs) i'm gonna adopt (laughs) okay trust the pie (laughs) so so next time any of us is you know stressed out and you know on a limb trust the pie okay (laughs) any flavor i prefer cherry pie yeah (laughs) anybody you know (laughs) Just to put that out there, <laughs> cherry pie, please. 
We were born into a time when our sovereignty was compromised, and a spark from deep within was evident. Slowly we crack the shell as we are reborn. We peer into the future as we usher in a new era. Together, in a community of witches, mystics, creatives, and sovereign women, we are rebels. Together, enter the chamber of the heart where your spirit yearns to be reborn. Ignite that spark, fan that glowing flame, and warm yourself to your core with meaningful conversations, thundering heartbeats, countless dreams, inspiring stories, ecstatic devotion, healing ceremonies, and excursions into the wilds of the soul. Join me, Leandra Witchwood, in the Rebel Mystic community as we come together and explore the radical, rebellious act of creating sisterhood and engaging in deep self-care. How have you experienced magical burnout? Are there some red flags we missed that you'd like to share with us? We'd really like to hear from you at magickitchenpodcast at gmail.com. That's magic with a K. And you can find the link to our email in the description below. If you find this podcast interesting and helpful, please remember to leave us a review with your favorite podcast player. Your reviews help us reach more magical people. We've got an idea for an event, but we need your help to make it happen. Leandra and I would love to do a Q&A episode that would be recorded live with you present to ask us your questions. If you'd be interested in participating in this, please email us at magickitchenpodcast at gmail.com and let us know. Merry meet, merry part, and, and merry meet, meet again. again. Thank you for joining us on the Magic Kitchen Podcast. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com, for news, information, and more episodes. I'm Elise Wells, and I can be found at Seeking Numina on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and SeekingNumina.com. That's Seeking, N-U-M-I-N-A. Join me as I immerse you in sacred meditations, ambience, ASMR, and history at spiritual sites around the world.